what, why do we use technology? Why do we use computer? One of the things that we care about, right? A lot of time is to help ourselves to do things, right? Generally, things that close to us, things uh, around us, and and that's that's data. This is everywhere, right? They they're close to us, they're around us. They can totally, you know, affect you positively or negatively. And so, um, so this is something that's that's really important no matter you want it or not. You're listening to What The Tech, a podcast powered by the Computer Science Department of UCalgary, here to deconstruct complex computer science concepts bit by bit and explain what the tech is going on. My name is Paolo. My name is Lynn. Our guest today is Nelson Wong, the undergraduate associate head of computer science at UCalgary. He's also an instructor who loves teaching topics relating to data. In this episode, we talked to Nelson about the basics of data, as well as how he transitioned his very interactive class to an online teaching system. Without further ado, please welcome our guest, Nelson Wong. Welcome to the show, Nelson. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. We'll start off high level. Who are you? What do you do? Um, what are you involved in? Hey, my name is Nelson Wong and I'm an instructor and associate head in computer science. I mainly do teaching and the courses I have been teaching ranging from year one all the way to grad level courses. But in recent years, I'm mostly focusing on uh, junior entry level courses. Yeah, so that's, that's my, my main job is to teach. That's awesome. How did you kind of get into this, uh, in, into the computer science world? Like, what was the? Uh, I think in elementary, I took one kind of summer course, something like that, and um, it's about basic, I think. So that's the language. Yeah. And um, at that time, I can't remember exactly what what happened in the course. It was like. This was okay. I was like, oh, okay, well, okay, I know kind of what it is all about. That's that's fine. And then and I didn't really touch anything in terms of programming or computer science after that until last year or last two years in high school. Hmm. And then I took one computer science course. So I took that and I was thinking, okay, that's very interesting, but I don't know whether I'm good at it. Uh, so I could either take this path or I, at that time, I was choosing between two. So either that or, or physics, which oh, cool. I, I was good at, not anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I was good at that. So I was like, okay, should I go for physics or computer science? So I end up just follow my heart. I, I, I found it is very interesting. So I just, I just do that. And then, mm-hmm. uh, so that's, that's how I get into computer science. That's so awesome. Yeah. Do you just happen to take those courses in high school then, right? Right. So, so that was just happened to, to take that course. Like I, I didn't, well, I was thinking to take some, some sort of like elective. Um, I didn't know whether I, I like it or not. So I tried it and I loved it. So, so that's great. And, then, and actually afterwards, I, I, of course, I get into computer science and then I took many different courses, right? Just like a lot of our students here. And then I get into HCI, human-computer interaction, which was my, my main research yeah. uh, when I did my PhD. So I took that course, and interestingly enough, 
That was my worst course in terms of grades oh, no in way. my whole undergrad. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> but then I picked that as my my main focus in my research. I, I think that's that's quite interesting. Yeah, in that's I think funny. I I like to interact with people mm. and human computer interaction is, is really not just about programming, it's about dealing with people. And right. and so I really liked it. Although at that time, there's many other reasons why that was my worst course, but um, but I loved it. Okay, so I end up also again follow my heart and mm -hmm. and then get into XCI did my did my uh, PhD in that area. Um, so so that's that's how I get there. And then and then at that time, getting close to uh, finishing my PhD, I got a chance to teach a sessional. Mm. And then that's where I found out I really love teaching, and um, and so then I just you know focus all my my CV and resume my my everything to to focus on teaching, and then and then afterwards it happened to have an opening over here, so I was like okay come back see whether I can get it. I was yeah. like, okay, good, good, got it. Now you're back <laughs> now here, you Calgary, yes. doing big things and. Uh, you're teaching Data 201. That's right. That's yes. what uh, I'm teaching this term. And I have been teaching this course since the beginning, like since like the creation of the course. Oh, okay. okay. That's right. Good. And um, and so uh, so that's my my main course right now. And it is really about intro to data science. Mm -hmm. And there's no programming involved. Um, it's we we talk about the full data analysis pipeline, going from uh, data collection to data cleaning to doing analysis, presentations, and um, the students use different applications to do different steps. But we don't talk about programming in that course. We leave all the programming to the second course, which is Data 211, which really is about introduction to programming with the focus in data science. Right, right, cool. So we, we hear the word data all the time, kind of thrown around so loosely in media and uh, you know movies and all that stuff, right? Um, I just, how would you define data? What is data? Wow, that's, that's that's a really tough question. So I, and I actually ask this question a lot. Like I, pretty much in my intro class, I ask this question. And it's actually really tough. So I see data everywhere. Data, well, we're doing Zoom right now, right? And they have all our data, right? And, um, uh, and when I see data, I see hidden gems in data. There's always variable information in data. And, um, and it's really the matter whether we can harvest those gems and, mm -hmm. and make use of them. We have something we want to do, right? Yes. Like we, we, we have some kind of questions in mind and we kind of have, have a problem we want to solve. Mm. Um, and then we, you know, see whether we can collect data to solve those problems, right? We don't generally just go randomly collect data, although, this, this company out there, they just collect everything they can because yeah. you never know, they, they make use of it, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but 
for us, generally, we, we have um, some problem we want to solve, and then we target, you know, we, we analyze what kind of things we want to actually solve, and then um, how we can get uh, the data that can help us to solve those problems. When we see data presented, right, there's various ways of presenting it, obviously. Um, how would you say, or what are some of the characteristics that you would say are present in successful presentation of data? Well, if I let, we look at data, right? What's the simplest form? Most of them are just numbers, right? Some are text, right? But a lot of them are just numbers. Mm -hmm. So how do we get to understand those numbers? Well, the different ways to, to present it, right? Um, we can line them up in rows and columns and then they become tables. Mm -hmm. um, that's better than random numbers in random locations. That's, you know, it's already drastically better, right? right. right. Um, but, then, but then to move it further, we can plot obviously graph and charts to, to show um, hidden information. And, um, and, and the key thing about it is to really know who your audience is and then make sure that the visualizations are easy to understand and not misleading. I understand in your class, you also talk about uh, ethics behind data. What, what are like the main ethical implications behind all of this? Right. Um, so, of course, like when we do data collection, right, um, we let many aspects we, we can talk about, but um, some of the things that I, I think is kind of like the, the, my students can maybe really often ask is, um, you know, what, what is really suitable to, to ask, what is okay to ask, what's not okay to ask if it is a questionnaire. And then um, when is this, you know, going too far? And, um, and how are we gonna, you know, use our data, okay? How are we gonna, are we gonna share our data? How are we gonna store the data, okay? Um, so so the, the many aspects of uh, ethical issues, when it comes to dealing with data, especially data from people. Yeah, it, it's something we've covered a couple of times on the podcast previously, as, as you know, is just that like question of what is the use of this data? What activity am I trying to perform here? And are there other things that uh, this data could be used for um, if it gets in the wrong hands and... Uh, that's like, right. That's right. So, so that's why, you know, yeah. So we, we gotta make sure we, you know, to how we store the data is important, but a lot of time it's not really like, you know, we as individual can only do that much. Right. Mm -hmm. But we are giving data pretty much constantly all mm -hmm. the time. And yeah. so it's just really up to those big company out there, how, they are managing our data. And, and I mean, a lot of time we explicitly give out information, right? That's, that's, that's fine, right? Mm -hmm. you, you can, you know, build a survey, you, you let whoever the third party know about your age and so on and so forth, that's fine, right? But then the things that we use every day, 
they just mm -hmm. collect data without you knowing it or not right and yeah. even they not actually explicitly collecting this the let's say your age right mm -hmm. based on other information they can probably guess what your age is and and have an idea you know exactly where you are and so on and so forth right yeah yeah, yeah. cool so Back to our research, uh, kind of on you and your whole University of Saskatchewan uh, education and stuff, and and PhD. Uh, we, we noted a couple of, of super interesting uh, pieces, particularly your uh, the CVE um, research. Right. How did you come about stumbling upon, like you know, be, becoming interested in in how people point in conversations and whether or not that translates to an avatar online or not? <laughs> right. So I need a topic, right, to do my PhD. And um, and I was interested in some kind of three D environment, mm. and uh, and interestingly enough, again, I didn't know how to build any three D virtual environment at that time. Um, but that's something I like to do. Yeah. <laughs> so so I sort of just. Um, Learn it by myself and 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 figure it out, and um, and and to see how how people communicate, and I think that's that's where I I really interested in, like even like not just back then when I do PhD is communications uh, within those kind of virtual environments, and now is communications with my students through zoom right it's also yeah. kind of different kind of like going for virtual environment and so um i guess it's my, my interest in using technology to connect people is where oh, i get that um get that topic oh that's mm. so cool that's super cool and super relevant as well now with the whole you know online teaching and all that stuff yeah, we we heard you've uh, had to change a lot about your class after yes. we, we shifted to this whole online teaching situation. Uh, what were the main as aspects that you had to transition? I try to make it as close to in person as possible. Mm -hmm. So I do all my teaching live, mm -hmm. and um, I have them recorded as well, so students can go back and, and look at the recording. Um, in my office, it's actually quite good. It has a, a whiteboard at the back, so yeah. I can switch the camera to just point at the whiteboard when I need to use it. Uh, when I don't use it, then I can, you know, uh, just uh, share my my screen with my slides, and then sometimes I program. I also, you know, share another screen with with uh, code as well. So that's the technical part of it, and that was uh, challenging for the first. Two three days, right. and yeah. then and then once I get it all all settled down, um, is the actual change of the way to to present material mm -hmm. to to engage the students. That's the real right. challenging part. Um, mm -hmm. When I do face to face teaching, I have a lot of in person activities. Right. I ask students to come up to the stage and we we do activities together. Right. right, I couldn't do that now. So, so, um, so that's challenging. So, a lot of those activities needs to be changed. Yeah, and also how I 
how, how I interact with students are also very, very different, right? Mm. Not everyone wants to show their face online. So yeah. a lot of them, they don't turn on the, the camera. So I don't get the feedback that I get when mm. I am online, yeah. uh, when I am like in person. Yes. So, so that's, that's really different and it's challenging to actually, you know, sometimes I'm not sure whether I'm actually just talking to myself. Whether yeah. that's like you know that's still online or not, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so that was the really the problem last term. So, yeah. for this term, I kind of you know set the, uh, the expectation at the beginning. So mm -hmm. I was like, I really want everybody to turn on your camera so I can see you. If you have questions, you ask through the mic, not using the chat because. Yeah. I, I, my focus want to be on your face. I want to see whether you understand, right? right? And I look at my slide. I can't look at multiple locations at the same time, so I can't focus on the chat. If you have mm -hmm. questions, you just ask. So of I course. can hear, and then I'll, I'll, I'll answer your question. So, so these are the things that I kind of learned along the way. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. So I actually want to try something. Um, if you could just think about a very easy concept, um, in data or maybe one of your classes uh, and maybe just kind of give our listeners a kind of an example of how you would teach them so that maybe they could like listen to this and sort of get like a really quick but accurate understanding of maybe a, a topic you cover yeah yeah you mentioned you have like activities in your in your classes um is there kind of like a simple activity right. that you could kind of walk us through almost right okay now? yeah a piece of paper, uh, piece yeah. Of paper pen and paper yeah, yeah. I, sure so generally, it okay. It would work better if we have lots of people. Okay. Okay. Right now, yes. it's only two of you, so yes. it's probably not going to work. But I can show the general concept. Okay. So first, do you watch superhero movies? Yes. Yes. Okay. Your top three superhero movies. Okay. Write them okay. down in order. Okay. Wow. It took me like a whole night to think about it. <laughs> really? It, it's it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I got it. I you got it? I'm... How about, how about Linen? I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I got mine too. You got, okay, so good. So you, you both got it. And uh, can you put it up to the camera so we can all see it? So I see this like, and so Iron Man 1, Spider-Man home, Homecoming, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, and then Avengers Endgame. And then what's the other one? I got I can't like really read it. Avengers 1, Thor, okay. and Black Panther. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. So generally, when we have like over 100 students, there would have overlaps. Oh. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so now we don't have overlaps, which mm -hmm. is still fine. Okay. So um, can, can I see your list again? Look at, look at the names. Okay. So you have... Um, Avengers 1, yeah. right? That is actually not the title of the movie. You're right. right? There's yes. no movie called Avengers 1. Same thing as Iron Man 1. Yes. Right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, but then generally you, you write Iron Man 1 or Avengers 1, right? And so, so now other students, if I have more students to write the same uh, movie title, they would write it in in different ways right, right. some yeah. actually write the avengers some write avengers one 
some uh, maybe write other things, right? And 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 then when they list them out, they might actually use uh, numbers one, two, and three. Some just use A, B, and C, or some just without any bullets, right?、Mm-hmm. And so we can see, you know, just by answering one very simple questions, you pretty much just write down three nines. There are many different answers, and、um, when we look at it, it's easy. We know, you know, Iron Man one, what movie it actually is referring to,、yeah. right? But if The computer is reading through it. It does. They they don't know they're the same movie. Iron Man and Iron Man One are they the same movie? Maybe、uh, not. Right. And there's a lot of cleaning need to be done because、mm. all these are raw data, right? right? And if we just type them all out in、uh, to a computer,、um, they all be different. And、um, there's there's cleaning need to be done so that the The computer would know that they're the same movies and know that maybe they're they're, they're different movies, right? And、um, and if you just have the list, some use numbers, some don't use numbers, and that's something needs to be cleaned as well. So, so that's、mm-hmm. one example to demonstrate why it is important to have your data cleaned before you do analysis. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, there you go. Thank you for the. That <laughs> yeah, I loved it. it, it that's a really interesting concept, though. I, you know, for for me,、uh, as someone who's interested in marketing and stuff like that,、um, I understand. You know, there's this concept with Google called search engine optimization (SEO). It, it seems to me like it, it kind of relates to that idea of like you know, if if I were to just search the word Avengers in Google. What are the different things that it could <laughs> could output? Right? Is it Avengers, the first one, the second movie, Endgame, whatever? So many different uh, movies, um, or you know, maybe it, it it outputs like Iron Man or Spider Man, like an individual、yeah. um, movie,、um, not necessarily the Avengers movie. And it's like、um, so many different kind of、uh, things that you could talk about with one little input.、Um, So that's that's such an interesting concept. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So、um, yeah, I guess we're gonna go through a couple takeaways from the episode.、Uh, you know, maybe in your opinion, you know, why should people care about、uh, about data and all that? Why should people care about data? Well, you think about what, why do we use technology? Why、yeah. do we use computer? Right. And、um, of course, a lot of time is to help ourselves to do things. Right. Okay, what are the things that we care about, right? Generally, things that close to us, right?、Mm-hmm. Things、uh, around us, and and that's that's data.、Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's it's everywhere, right? Yeah, they they're close to us, they're around us. They can totally, you know, affect you positively or negatively, and so um, so this is something that's that's really important. No matter you want it or not, right?、Mm. And、yeah. um, and so, so just you know, so that's that's why we 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 need to 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 care about it. As and it's just just helping us, right? If we can make good use of data, we can help other people as well. Just like the COVID nineteen situation. I guess.、Uh, I guess if you could leave the listeners kind of with one piece of advice、uh, relating to, 
you know, our conversation today, uh, what would you say? One piece of advice, follow your heart. When you're going to pick whatever you want to do, follow your heart and occasionally ask your brain for advice, but mainly follow your heart. And that's how, that's how I, I get to teaching at this point. Yeah, that's very well put and very uh, well appreciated for us as well. I know we're we're still in this age of of you know trying to figure out our path with everything, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners um, are also in that stage. So, um, yeah, we're, we're definitely very appreciated. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess to wrap things up, uh, if people want to find uh, you or your work, uh, learn more about you or your work. Where can they go? They can go to computer science webpage okay. and look me up. Sure. Um, and they can always email me if they want to know more about um, the work I do. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're teaching data 201, uh, dress 201 in the fall? Well, in the fall 201 and in the winter 211. Perfect. All right. So uh, if any of the listeners want to check out your class, you're there in the fall and in the winter here at U Calgary. Thank you. All right. Thank, Thank you so much. much for being on the show again. No problem. Yeah. Love to be here. Hey, take care. Hey, have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning into What the Tech, a podcast powered by the Computer Science Department of U Calgary. If you enjoyed the show, Subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow us on Instagram at UFC underscore CPSC for more computer science content. If you have any questions or want to suggest future episode topics, you can also visit anchor.fm slash whatthetech-ucalgary. There, you can leave us a voice message with your questions for a chance to get featured in future episodes. Thanks again for listening. Join us next week for another episode of What the Tech.